Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the host never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. Welcome back. Who are we talking to? Working Interferences listeners. I have no idea. <laughs> I have... So, this is Lance Timmerman. Lance Timmerman, joined by my wife, my beautiful wife, Holly. Hello. So, um, yeah, I, okay, and that was hours ago. So, I mean, I'm not. So we're on location. Hundred percent. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it right now. We're on, live on location in Napa Valley. Na- well, Napa proper. Yes, actually, we're right at the Meritage Resort. At the Vino Bello Vino side. Bello. Yeah. And yeah. Which was the site of um, Justin Moody's group, the Implant Pathways. Last year had an implant complications course here. They do an annual thing. It's not always in the same place, but this is where we were last year. And it's a fantastic place. I loved place. it. It was amazing. I didn't go to a single class. <laughs> I, I did. I wine tasted and it was worth it. with uh, Stacia, Stacia Hadley from Tennessee and was amazing. Yeah, you got you got to go some some pretty cool places. Well, you went to like it's because Wayne Sutton took me. Yeah, and Wayne's my boy, man. I, he's my wine partner forever. Yeah, ride or die. Yep, he's he he's taught me, us a lot. He's a, he's actually he's amazing. He's the one who got me hooked on. He's tasting. in Sonoma, Ronert Park. Although yeah. I think he's got a couple locations now. Uh, yeah, but we still aren't for sure about that. But, so let's just say <laughs> let's Sonoma just say, Smiles so, is Dr. Sutton, and he's yeah. fucking phenomenal. Super good guy. His wife, Michelle, is spectacular. What, what I love, Wayne, if you go to CE with Wayne anytime, Wayne has luggage oh specific God, his for wine. his wine. and <laughs> He's so bougie <laughs> when it comes to his fucking wine. It's the best. He and he will educate a, you. But he like rolls into, he doesn't know which bottle he wants to drink yet. Mm-hmm. So he rolls into the restaurant with well, his luggage. It's like luggage. you with shoes. You, you, I don't roll well, into Well, when we travel, anywhere. you take... 17 pairs of shoes. I know, but because you don't know which one you want. I don't roll into a steak dinner with a no. case of 12 <laughs> wine and I'm trying to figure out which one I'd like to share with the group. <laughs> one for me and, and one for the rest of you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a thing, but I love it. I, yeah, he's, he is, see, you say, I don't like Dennis, but I love Wayne. I love Wayne. A- am I wrong? You, you hate dentists. Let's well, just be honest. I hate a lot of dentists because I think they devalue themselves on a regular basis. Yeah, that we can go down a rabbit hole with that one. Well, yeah, because I got in a huge fight. Well, we'll get onto that. Did you? With an insurance company. Oh. <laughs> That's right. Fucking <laughs> call the lady a total bitch. I was like, you have no idea what you're even fucking talking about. You're reading off a fucking script. So but that was a whole thing. That was a whole other thing. All right. And by popular demand, no one wants to hear Sober Holly on the podcast. So we have a bottle of Trinitas. So when you check in here at Meritas and the Vino Bello side, because it's all about wine, they always give you wine when you get your keys. Well, they give you champagne as you're checking in. Well, last time they gave us bottles of wine. This time they gave us champagne. That's right. And um, they also, to act responsibly 
give you water. (laughs) (laughs) And then you come to your room and there's always a nice bottle of wine there waiting for you. Yeah. So the bottle waiting for us was Trinitas Elementis, which is a red wine. looks like it's probably a blend right here in California. Where's the... Yeah. I think it's the winery across the street from here. So if we decide we really like it, we could just walk across the street and get a little bit more. Yeah. What's nice about this resort is right across the street is a place we haven't actually been there ever but i think there's like tasting rooms for like six there's only places. three okay there's three? three tasting rooms but they have a taco truck which <laughs> in my opinion trumps all wineries <laughs> there's just something to be said about the simplicity of a, of a great taco truck good just, food just a great taco especially yeah. when you're here in california and you actually have people here that know how to make a taco yeah i'm a big fan of taco yeah big fan taco tuesday <laughs> Um, yeah, normally we record on a Tuesday. Does this and have Pinot Noir in it? It's really quite light. It's very nice, but it's very light. It's like it's like a lunchtime wine. Does it say its percentages? Where would that be? You, you read the label. I all right. I'll take a look at it. You go ahead and talk. Uh, yeah, normally it's Taco Tuesday. Well, normally we record on Tuesdays. Uh, historically, we've always recorded on Tuesdays. Um, the past few months, our schedule has just been kind of all over the board, so we're not always recording on a Tuesday. But usually, it's Taco Tuesday. You grab the tacos, I hook up the equipment, and then we um, we do a we do a show. This is actually a couple days later. We're actually it's Thursday, so it's Taco Thursday. That's uh, why we're in Napa because we're not having to work because we only work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and so we took a we took a flight last night. Showed up. Here showed up here and Holly had <laughs> fucked up the reservation and we didn't have a room because we weren't checking in until today. Yeah. Um, sometimes, uh, fun fact, look at the dates when Okay, plan- but I'm trying to, because the room that I reserved was clearly not a room just for us. It had. No, this is a freaking suite. And so I think what happened was one of our girls was supposed to come with us. Not really sure which one. And were you drunk when you were making the plans? I might be, okay. but I remember them, someone telling me, well, I can't come until Thursday cause I can leave Thursday night. And so that's why I think I only made it like we would fly in the, in the morning. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, somehow I, we came and then they changed the flight cause it was, right, we were going to go straight yeah, from the airport to the, to the, you know, cl- finish the office, go to the airport, be here by late dinner. And somehow they canceled our um, flight. Shout out to our daughter, Brianna. Yes. For coming in. Uh, on her day off. On her day off to help us at the office to close it up because our flight got canceled, then rescheduled. And we had to leave way Well, they early. bumped us to 3.30 instead yeah, of 5.30. It was bullshit. Which meant that um, I didn't really want to can't uh, just, since you're only three days a week, you kind of, every hour is precious. You, you have to work your three days. Yeah. It's you're, you don't really have an excuse because you have to make it up somewhere if you don't work it. Yeah. And so Brianna came in and manned the phones and locked up for us and, and just made sure everything was turned off. And yeah. she, yeah. So and it was, it was, so it, she's my rock star right now. She is, she is uh, the rock star. Yeah. I'm, a- um, I'm curious to have uh, other listeners to, to write in. I got um, a message last night from someone saying, Hey, make sure you use the same mic as your wife because you sound <laughs> like shit. Well, and so, I, or it's just your, your voice is annoying. And I said, it could be both. Because really, honestly, the headset is the same. You've, you've got the same mic as I do. And if I just sound shitty, that's just because that's, that's just me. That's just you authentically. <laughs> Authentic me is a piece of shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. Um, all right. So, um, 
thought we would start with a, a, a listener question. We had a, um, let me, listener Troy says, I got a question for you, Lance. I'm a military dentist, but have started doing a little side job at a private practice. The practice does a lot of Invisalign, and I'm not yet certified. The owner, the owner and I have an agreement that when I get out of the military next year, I'll be full-time at her office. So is it fair for me to expect the owner to pay 65% of my Invisalign certification fee since we do 65-35 on everything else? Me getting certified is basically just her adding another doc to her Invisalign production, and I won't be using that certification anywhere except her office. Let me know what you think. So what happens if you decide at the last minute that you don't want to go work for her? Or how about... You just can't gain that production. Mm-hmm. Why would she? Are you a millennial where you think everybody owes you shit? So the question was for me, specifically said Lance. Well, yeah, so therefore, he's, he's clearly not wanting my opinion, <laughs> but guess the fuck what? As somebody, no one can shut you up, is what you're saying. I, well, I just don't understand. <laughs> so you want her to pay 65% of something that you would not normally be able to produce. If you don't get certified, so she can just give that work to another doc and you can lose out on that 35%. Well, and, the, the, the biggest thing I have is that this is something that, that this doctor right. doesn't keep. Yeah, she it's not a piece of equipment. So right. if you decide after six months to quit. or she gets you certified and you fucking leave town and decide to move somewhere else... And don't go work for her next year. Mm-hmm. She's she gets nothing. She gets nothing. Well, not only that. So many people, what I found is, is I'll invest in staff uh, on something and um, they're just not feeling it. They decide, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to present the, the service, whatever the service is, whether it be Invisalign or something else. And suddenly I've got you certified in, in a service that you're not presenting. So you're not producing. So I've paid all this money towards you and it's and returning it was nothing. a loss. Yeah. So if you want to be doing Invisalign and you think you can fucking sell Invisalign, your money ahead to get your fucking certification in Invisalign for yourself. Just get certified because it's it's one of the things that Invisalign's not going away. Right. But the thing is, it that education will go with him forever. Right. So it, she doesn't get to keep that forever unless you are committed to selling your soul to working for her for the rest of your life, which doesn't generally happen. You work for somebody for a good three to five years and you're like, fuck this shit. I'm going to make, get my own practice and do it myself. Right. Right. So the answer to your question, dumbass, is no. <laughs> Don't shit on listeners. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm betting our group because. <laughs> so now we have one less. Here comes the one-star review. Well, just being <laughs> that, well, it's clearly you're not a business owner. You're well, not. And so, the, you know, to be fair, he's been in the military. And so he doesn't understand. Where they pay for everything. So you're just like a millennial. <laughs> you think your opinion matters. You think that your opinion is the only one that matters. You think that you're right. And you think that everybody owes you something. Or he just has no experience and understanding of what, what is a fair thing to ask. Is, is it fair to assume the 65%? And I'm thinking, no. But however, 
it's very possible this employer will pay it, yeah. which, which is just called a perk and a bonus. And you should be very, very grateful yes. for the generosity of this, this employer. So he might be able to get the But if you're working, if she's a mill and she has four other people that are certified in Invisalign and she didn't mm-hmm. pay for a single one of those motherfuckers, you're not having it done. Right. You need to nut up and be prepared to pay for your own education. Well, because I was well, because he's working for the military, so he didn't even pay for his fucking education. The military paid for well, his fucking it depends. education. We don't know. We don't know because many times the scholarships that are available, they're not full rides. They're they're a percentage of, or they they paid your senior year or stuff. So you still have skin in the game. Were- when you were in dental well, I school, know. there were a lot of generous, but there were, there's a lot of different ones out there. And it's, this is 25 years ago. There, there are different things available. Yeah. Now they give you even more shit. I don't know. Because I don't know. otherwise everybody's going to riot and be like, my feelings got hurt. Well, they're in the military. Their feelings got hurt. Oh um, yeah. Well, that's actually <laughs> true. Last summer. It was a 2021 was not a, sh- or 2020 was not a shining moment for anybody in the badge. No, it's, um, but I mean, military, I mean, their boot camp sucks. Which, you know, I have Allegedly. the utmost respect for military. My dad was Air Force. Mm-hmm. You know, my brother's army. My stepdad, who's a piece of shit, was Merchant Marines. So, well, there you have it. And Does that count? It's it's an armed force. <laughs> I mean, I know he got to be buried at Tahoma National Cemetery. Thank God, because we were going to get stuck with the bill. We would have been having to and pay for we it. We hate him. And none of us wanted to pay for it. Well, all of us looked at everybody, and then they all looked at Lance and I, and we were like, motherfucker, no way. I'm well, not paying for that. I'll we're the only ass. ones with income. The we'll rest of them were. throw him in the fire pit. <laughs> I was like, he wanted to be cremated, right? Because oh, I can wish. I can do that. <laughs> we have a friend in the mortuary business. <laughs> we do now. I don't think at the time we did. I don't even remember how yeah. long we've been friends with them. But <laughs> Good Lord. Yes. So, so really Holly's done shitting dark. on you, Troy. Uh, it's, Troy, I don't mean to shit on you. I just I think, think you, you do. No, I just think you need to realize that... A business owner in a dental office in this day and age knows they're not going to keep you long term. Right. The hope would be so, long term relationship or a buy in or something but the, like that. But they're not, I mean, but you can't likely. be ignorant to think that you're not going to want to open your own practice. Well, and that's something that you take with you. That's your education. Mm-hmm. You are responsible to invest in you. And this is something that drives me fucking batshit crazy because we've had other questions, the same thing. Why doesn't my boss pay for it? I work for him. You work for a doctor, but you don't have any of the responsibility that this business owner has. You're just raking in the perks of whatever you're getting. And you're not thinking in a big picture. If you were in her spot, mm-hmm. knowing what it costs, knowing that you may not stay more than 12 months, knowing that she already has doctors doing Invisalign, why? Or she doesn't. Well, he said it, she does. I thought, let me read it again. I thought it, he was. Get it together, sir. <sighs> sir. The practice does a lot of Invisalign. Okay. And why? Why? Which would she care if you got a piece of that pie? She can just schedule it with these other guys. Exactly. You have to care yeah. if you're getting a piece of that fucking because pie. He has to look at it as this is an opportunity for him to actually, he gets paid on production. Right. So now you get to produce. Right. You can't produce without that skill. 
So therefore, if you want the bigger paycheck, chunk, then then get learn learn how. Yeah. The, 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 get a the skill flip that, side. The the thing is, get a skill that no one else has there. That's the one you want. Yeah. If you got twelve other guys doing Invisalign and you're all fighting for the Invisalign appointment. Go and look and find something that they're not doing. Yeah, what service aren't they doing? Bring something else. Go get so certified for Botox. The, the the flip side of it, to, to can, the real reason of the vitriol is 25 years ago, I, I invested in, in a hygienist and I got laser surgery. I hired someone to fly up and, and do hands-on and it was a way of doing a soft tissue management program. And I, I think by the time I was done, I think I spent $6,000 uh, to get Amy certified. And a few months later, she quit. And she got to take the skill and everything with her. And I basically just wasted $6,000. And another dentist reaped the rewards. This guy, whoever hired her right after that, got the rewards of, of everything I invested in. And I was so stupid, I did it again. I didn't hire uh, anybody to come up, but I, I got someone certified. And this one, the CE is what made her go, oh, I don't want to do this. So she texted on Sunday night. She goes, she flew back uh, on Sunday. Right. And so she flew back and said, I quit not coming in. So not only did I pay for it, I didn't get any benefit from it whatsoever. So by the time it's all said and done, I was what, 10,000, 12,000 in the hole and got zero return investment. And I I know a lot of you are thinking, we'll have them sign a form saying that they have to pay you back. Not enforceable. It's not enforceable. So you can have them sign whatever bullshit you want them to sign. But if they walk away, guess what? There is not a fucking thing you can do about it. The only thing that I've seen where it works and no one's going to say yes to this. uh, It'd be a, a unicorn that would is they pay. And then you just pay them back monthly installments. Say you want them for at least a year commitment. Okay, I'll give you one twelfth every month of of that tuition, and so you stay for a year, you get it all back. You quit. Well, then you you just that was, that was your choice. Nobody says yes to that. Yeah, because we brought that up so many times over the years with other people, and they're, and like, they're like, well, most of them are like, I already know everything. I just got done with hygiene school. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more for me to learn. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, you are so stupid. I almost want to fire them right then. Yeah. You're so dumb, then get the fuck out. But your education, like, it's in the the phrase. Your education is your responsibility. And it's yours. And it's yours. And an employer should never be expected to get you certified so that you can make more money. Yeah. If you work for a place that pays for it, Great. That's great. That's very, you just need to understand they're very, very generous. Yes. That is a very gen, and that is a perk to working for them. And Mm -hmm. you need to think about it as a perk and not an expectation. And be very, very grateful. I mean, these people that, yeah. I could like go yeah. on a fucking rant rage. So, so go on the rant. You you talked about it earlier about being on the phone with the insurance person that you were like, fuck you. So did you actually say fuck? I think you didn't. I think you were- I, well, I go, this is fucking bullshit. Yeah. So, All right. Set the stage. Um, Cigna. And I don't know if a lot of you are even aware of this, but Cigna just gave of dentists nationwide, a 21 to 55% pay cut. I'm going to let that sit for a minute. Yeah. 21 to 55% pay cut. 
when have you known of somebody working for someone who would accept a 21 to 55% pay cut? So if you make $1,500 a week and they came in and said, oh, you know what? So um, we want to make things more affordable for everybody so that... um, you know, we can't, we don't want as much money going out. So we're only going to pay you $750 a week. What would you say to that? You'd be like, go fuck yourself. And the horse you just came in on. Exactly. So uh, we were trying to sell the practice uh, a couple years ago and uh, I got advice, bad advice that I needed to be a part of. PPOs. It wasn't a bad, it wasn't bad advice, but because the business is you mm-hmm. and Every single person that walked through the door was like, I can't fucking do this. Yeah. Well, the, the reason we joined the PPO is because the, the people told us that having a, a patient pool that was tethered to insurance ensured that they would stick around or the odds were better that they wouldn't leave as soon as you sold and, and left. And uh, so I wasn't going to accept the stupid PPO fee schedule that they well, first offered. No. No, I looked at oh. it. I negotiated like oh the first one. Yeah, so I negotiated many, many times. Finally, got to a, a fee schedule. I'm like, actually, this is this is pretty good. I have an actuarial table. I knew it was in the 95th percentile. I'm like, fine, we will accept this this fee schedule. So we we joined and everything. And come to find out, once a year, you have to recertify with the insurance company and show your your insurance is active, your license is active, all the different little things just to make sure you're still in practice. Now they're going to tell the patients, we vetted the doctors to make sure you're getting the best care. No, it just means that you still have an active license is all it really is. So I get this thing months ago saying, oh, we're going to drop your fees. I'm like, Oh my, and I'm looking at the fees going, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah. This is the fee schedules level of when I was in dental school. So fuck you. So then like, then at the same time, I'm getting emails to recertify. I'm like, nah. Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm good. Not going to go they out of my way. To- kept going back and forth, sending me, you, you have to get this done by now. Okay. So the, the date would pass. And they'd say, oh, even though the date has passed, we'll, we'll extend it, but you need to do this. And I'm like, no. And the date passed, so go ahead and take me off your list. So then they apparently sent a letter to everybody saying, oh, we couldn't recertify your doctor. And that's when it started down the path that you went on. Yeah. And so I had informed my patient. I said, well, we decided not to renew with them because they cut our fees by 21 to 46%, depending on what it was. Mm -hmm. And she's like, how can they do that? I go, well, that's just insurance for you. They, but they sent me a letter saying that their CEO got a $2 million bonus this Mm -hmm. last year. Yeah. Why they share that shit with anybody. I don't know. I'd be embarrassed because they're basically raping the doctors and a company that has no product that they need me more than I need well, them. And that's what I'm, I'm constantly banging my head against the wall with dentists is what are you doing? Are you okay with having a 46% pay cut? I think so many dentists have never actually explored the value of what they're doing. Cause I saw a treatment plan. So we came, someone came in for a second opinion or something like that. And I'm looking at the treatment plan and the fees, I'm looking at those going, that wasn't even acceptable in dental school. But this this dentist, I don't know who they are, so I don't know how long well, they've been and out. Ju- and I just wonder, you know, is do, do the doctors actually know what they're billing for things? 
I don't think many of them do. From when I talk to other guys, they just think that, well, that's the market. That's what the going rate is. And I'm like, it isn't. It isn't. Talk to you. I think that social media has been good because it's allowed us to interact more. Um, but a lot of dentists are so trained because of the, what was the Magnuson Act, where we're not allowed to, um, to, to talk. It's collusion if we talk about our fees. That's bullshit. Uh, we should be, if the insurance companies well, are allowed to talk about their fees. They're talking amongst themselves. Yes. And balancing their fees so they're all the same. Yeah. So, but we're not allowed to discuss fees, but bullshit. We, we can discuss fees. We might have to be in indirect or, or whatever, but we should all know what the, the average is. And when there are guys out there thinking, well, it's just the $700 crowns. That's just the way it is. No, it's not. Unless you're like a subsidized clinic or the dental school, then okay, maybe. The dental school charges more than that. I know, but that feast, that, that treatment plan that that guy brought, I know, was but, ridiculous. So I get in this, I get in this whole thing with this lady. All right, so you're on the phone with this lady from Cigna, and who was condescending as fuck. And so she ended up. Well, I can give you this fee schedule. So she sent me another fee schedule. I said that's still not good enough. I said that's still slashing his fees. By 21%. I said, if your boss came in and, and slashed your, your take home by 21%, how would you feel? Well, we need to be competitive and we have to make, you know, healthcare affordable for everyone. I go, our office isn't for everyone. Yeah. So if they don't want to come here, they don't have to come here. That's why they have a list. Well, the other, that's, that's the other thing that, that boggles my mind is people come into me are supposed to expect something more than if they went down to the, the DSO down the street. Well, so she goes, we are making all of the dentists have the same fee schedule. And I said, even idiots who have never had any CE in their life, they get the same as somebody who has thousands and thousands and thousands of hours of CE. Yes, because, you know, Everything has to be affordable. I'm like, you're an idiot. Well, that's, that goes down to that whole Kamala Harris bullshit with equity and, and equality and, you know, all that. that to, yeah, it's That bull only works if everybody has the same amount of money. Yeah. And if they didn't pay for my education. I, sh well, I invested in my CE. I... The experience people have in my office is at a higher level than the, uh, the offices, even across oh, the parking lot. So but I should be I, able to I charge more. I just don't understand. And we've had this conversation so many times. Amongst and us or, or online? Amongst, amongst us. <laughs> and I understand that. I know you have a, a button that says periodontists are pussies. <laughs> no, it just says pussy. If you say periodontist. Then. But dentists are bigger <laughs> pussies than periodontists. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I have a button here. So it's, it's if you say periodontist, then I say pussy. But I feel like I need to say <laughs> dentist and then you do pussy because there is no reason why. I mean, it would be you guys could take back your industry if you weren't afraid of losing patience. I, I, I will admit that I think probably the bigger group of spineless people is just the general dentist because they're all. If they knew their value, they wouldn't accept these ridiculous fees. Yeah, but even if you forced them, I mean, because, okay, just so you know, everybody, I ended up getting three different fee schedules, each one incrementally larger than the original one that I got from Cigna. Mm -hmm. So even if everybody forced their hand, 
and demanded the highest level fee schedule, you would still be sitting better Mm -hmm. because it's not going to go down if everybody's doing it at that level. Mm -hmm. And in the economy that we are in and with the fees being demanded by staff, you can't afford to take a 41% or 51% or 21% pay cut. You guys can't even fucking afford to take a 7% pay cut. Mm -hmm. So stop working for the insurance company. Start working for your fucking self. Take some pride in what you do. I mean, I had a patient. She's like, so I got this letter from my insurance company. What I said, well, this is the situation. And if you're out of network, they will have to pay based on our fee. But when you're in network, the fee is lower. But if we go to that lower fee, we'll have to shut our doors. And she's like, oh, God, okay, I get it. I, yeah, I don't know. And mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I said, my, my encouragement would be, you know, look, when you get a time to renew, look at your options. Yeah. Because this is what Cigna is doing to our office. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to, I, I think the bigger play is they're trying to shut down the private the, practice. A hundred percent. Go for a corporate well, or group. Because the, the corporates, and I have friends that are in corporate and that's fine. That's how you make your money. Mm-hmm. But you cannot, we are not apples to apples. Right. Well, you look at the, the, the corporate group that I'll sometimes help out with. Yeah. They offer cleanings and fillings and crowns and endo and things. They don't offer. But they also don't have. They can't. They also don't have high speeds. They don't have overhead lamps. They don't I've, I've have. I've been in ones where they, they had high speeds, but the torque, they were air driven. So the torque was so terrible. Right. I'm trying to do a freaking crown prep. They're, they're so concerned about what their lobby looks like that you're working with archaic stuff. Yeah. The, the patient would have no idea because it looks gorgeous. You're walking in, there's chandeliers and there's just indirect lighting and it looks fantastic. But the, the, what they're producing is, is acceptable is the best word I can use because it's still clinically acceptable. But man, what I'm trying to do a crown in my office with the right tools, I can be done in 25 minutes in that office. It took me an hour and a half and they scheduled accordingly because they got shitty equipment. But okay. That's a whole other rabbit hole. We're going down. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I had it out with this lady and what finally happened. I mean, I said, okay, as of uh, May 31st, we're done with you. Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you need to talk to your doctor? I said, nope. <laughs> he might need to listen to me. Because <laughs> I value him and what he does more than that. <laughs> and I'm sure she was. She was not. She was ready to fight me. She was probably, I don't know, 65 years old and probably working out of her rest home. But <laughs> why do you say that? <laughs> Did the smell of urine come through the phone? Come through the phone. <laughs> I just was like, <laughs> bitch. And it was Tuesday and I was already ha- feeling it was Wednesday. And I was like, we got to get out of here. Nothing sucks worse than when you, on a Wednesday, when we find out it's Tuesday. Well, and that's kind of where I was. Yeah. And I was ready to like throw down and yeah. fight them. And, <laughs> oh, but yeah, guys, come on. You're better than this. I mean, we're. Well, then you, you might okay. like, okay. 
You're, he's making me stop. Sorry. Okay, I'm gonna well, right, right on the same same vein. So on Reddit, um, Reddit, the Zombacore954 said, "Am I taken for a ride?" And then parentheses USA. So I guess they're letting us know that they're in America and not you know Zimbabwe, where they should expect a five dollar. The, the fee for the crown is a goat. Um, so. <laughs> Was that wrong? Uh, probably. Okay. <laughs> so, person says, so I went to an HMO dentist. Yes, I know. I know for a fact I'm being taken for a ride, but how bad is it? Do you really? First so, of all, first of all, you're going to an HMO dentist? Uh-huh. Okay, HMO is medical. Right. Well, no. Yeah. No, well, no, like any capitation. Uh, Willamette Dental is an HMO. Uh, are you, sh- it's a DMO, not an HMO. It's the same thing. That the whole it's it's capitation. It's not. It's not. Okay, this is written I'm from turn a patient. Brick. It's not. <laughs> it's not. That show got canceled. It was awesome though. Yeah. I, I really like him. I might start taking on some of his characteristics. I have multiple D twenty three ninety three. Eighty five dollars a pop, and a parasite D nine nine one zero. $75 a pop together with previous. I know that 9910 is an HMO upcharge code. So I know already I'm being taken for a ride. So basically each 2393 tooth is costing me 85 plus 75. So $160. I also have to have scaling due to major buildup everywhere. They are also taking me for a ride on this one. But again, how bad is the question? 4341 $50 plus HMO upcharge of $49.59, $30. So basically $80 for 4341. Regarding work done, I'm somewhat confident it's not being overtreated. My concern is the billing. I know that the HMO rates are way too low. All right, there's a shit ton to unpack here, and it goes right along the lines of where you were saying, God damn it, doctors, know your value. But that 9910 uh-huh. is their. So it's amazing. Okay, here's a patient, not a doctor. Patient knows the fucking codes. Well, part of it is they probably gave him a printout. That's how come they had no okay. codes. Okay, all right. And second of all, they've given the 9910 upcharge because they're paying for the supplies and the overhead. And that is a legitimate medical code. My understanding is the... Ex- um, the I only did a screenshot of the question, but I did actually look at all the comments. And um, it was like a desensitization or something, something like that. Oh, okay. Which is fine. Which is fine too. Yeah. But supplies. Yeah. So the um, 2393 is a composite. This person's having a composite filling done and $85 a pop. So. Sounds like a smoking deal to me. In my office, that's 200 bucks. So fuck you, asshole. You're already getting a smoking deal. It's a one surface? I think it was. Okay, because I was going to say 200 bucks in your office. What? <laughs> yeah. What's I'm, I'm just trying to talk generalities. Okay. I was like, what? So, um, and it says, I know 9910 is an up, HMO upcharge code. No, it's it's something where t- you're, you're offsetting the cost of some sort of discount. Yeah. So, uh, they're probably doing something of value, whether you agree with the numerical value to it. Maybe in my office, I only charge $10 and they're charging 75 I don't know. But that's called business. That's capitalism. I get to set my fees based on what I think the value is. It's your job to decide 
do I agree do with you? Do you value it enough? If you agree and you pay it, great. We agree on the value. I'm going to tell you one thing, motherfucker. You go anywhere else and it's going to be a <laughs> hell of a lot more than that. I did read the comments and all the other people jumping in were like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. This smoking is already deal. smoking deal. In my, the other general dentists were like, in my office, it's going to be at least triple that. So, um, well, just the quad therapy alone. Okay. So, so basically each 2393 tooth is costing me $160. Well, how about this? Fucking take care of your teeth. Yeah. Goddamn lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Or, Hey, go somewhere else. Let's see how much you're taking being taken for a ride. You get a second opinion. Find out that, oh my God, the HMO is actually way, way cheaper, oh my God. but maybe shitty. And so now you're going to have to have it replaced not long after because you went to a discount place. You went to grocery outlet park and market. <laughs> so then I also have scaling due to major buildup. So 4341 and then um, the, the upcharge of 4959 for $30, basically $80 for the 4341. You know what? And, and what are what are we like three hundred dollars? Ours is three thirty. Okay, so shut up, asshole! You got a smoking deal now. Whether you're getting a good service for that discount, well, I don't know. Okay, so I'm packing. Okay, if he only thinks that he's got buildup, mm-hmm. that's your first problem. Well, he knows that the code is forty three forty one. So right, he, but he has he thinks it's because there's excessive buildup on his teeth. That's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah. So this office has done a shitty job of educating what periodontal disease is, which well, is a, and what is it, Holly? Share it with us. Oh my god, it's a fucking bacterial infection yeah. that never goes away. We can treat it. We can't cure it. We can maintain it. We can forty nine ten. We can keep it at bay. But if you have somebody who walks in and says to you, hi, hygienist, I usually come to the dentist three or four times a year and you do a period chart and your numbers are not quad therapy level. Mm -hmm. That generally means that they've been maintaining everything quite well. Mm -hmm. Do not fucking put them on a six month profit, you stupid bitch. Yeah. It's it means forty nine ten. Maintenance is working, so don't fuck it up. Yeah. Please do not stop coming every three months because whatever you've been doing is working. You do not go, oh, everything looks great. Are you an idiot? Did you not pay attention to your fucking class? I had well, we had a hygienist that um we had people coming in every three months and all of a sudden people were being scheduled at six months because they're, everything looks good. So they moved them to six months and they were confused. Why is their schedule wide open three months later? I just don't understand it, how stupid you can be when that's what your entire education is. Your education wasn't all the other dental shit. All you have to know is, is this a profi or is this perio? Mm-hmm. Your job is not that hard. Oh God, <laughs> hopefully no hygienists are listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't know how to talk to people and you don't even know what your own fucking job is mm-hmm. and you don't understand what job number one is to sell dentistry. It is even to do the hygiene, right? But hygiene has two jobs, mm-hmm. profi or perio. That's it. That's it. After they sell the dentistry, after they sell the dentistry, yeah. but if you don't even understand how perio works, 
you should not be a hygienist. Well, I had that one hygienist where she's, uh, we had someone who I did the exam first and, and put them in their column and she comes up back to me. What am I supposed to do? Cause I had them in there for periotherapy. They had gums were bleeding like a fucking stuck pig. And, and I'm like, what do you mean? Well, there's no tartar. Number one, I'm like, what the fuck is tartar? To talk with real words, it's, you know, it's calculus. She goes, there's no calculus. I'm like, yeah, but you have deep pockets and it's bleeding, right? Yeah, but what am I supposed to do? I'm like, the Cavitron irrigates. You flush it. Flush out the bacteria. Do something in there. Polish it. Do something of value. Well, I also know that hygienists that are not properly trained have been told that, that the Cavitron can do more damage. Yeah. And so that they need to use it at a minimal amount. Well, here's a news flash. Fucking get trained in how to do your job. Because you can, 90% of your job is done with a Cavitron if you're doing it correctly. What, what pisses me off is I have magnif- I have 6.0s. So I go in there and do my exam. And because if I have a hygienist who's afraid of damaging teeth because of the Cavitron, you left a shit ton of calculus left behind. And I try not to be an asshole and, and do anything, but I'm probably going to grab the scaler and scale it because their teeth aren't just kind of yellow. No, that's the calculus that's stained. Let me take that off. And now it's white or mother of pearl. But I, yeah, I don't understand any hygienist that isn't diagnosing perio, first of all. And second of all, because hygienists have approval addiction as well. Spineless dentists breed but, spineless but hygienists. But do you know how much approval you actually get from patients when you educate your patients? We had a patient in yesterday, and at first I was like, "Oh my god, she's such a cunt." <laughs> and do I have to bleep that? I don't know. Uh, I didn't call her that. I thought okay. she was. <laughs> Because she had been going to the dentist every six months religiously. This is what infuriates me. My inferior colleagues make my job harder because now I have to educate. She was like, I don't understand. No one has ever said any. I said, so I swung around her perio chart and I said, you need to look at it as an adult. Twos and threes mean that you're healthy. And as an adult, what was she? 65? 70, uh, she was probably old. Probably 60, 60, 65, something okay. like that. And I swung What around. are the odds we have twos and threes? Well, I, there's, there were some. But I said, you know, the, especially in your back quadrants, you've got some sixes, some fives, some eights. I said, I have no idea what's happened in your other offices, but this needs to be addressed. You've already lost two of your teeth, and there's a reason for that. And you're going to end up losing a lot more teeth if we don't address this. And we, you know, we have a big kind of progression chart for, you know, periodontal disease that I bring down and I'll show the patient so that they can see, you know, this is, this is where you started. This is where we're currently at. And if we're not careful, this is where it's going to go. And she was like, oh my God. I said, you know, right now we're looking at it. We're looking at three out of the four quads. Um, the nice thing is because it is cyclic in nature and it kind of rears its ugly head about every 90 days, your insurance will allow you to come four times a year. So I will need you to commit to coming to four times a year so we can take care of this. And she was like, okay. And, you know, 
but it's all about educating your patients, even in an uncomfortable situation. You know, when someone says, well, how come my other office never said anything about, I understand that that will put you automatically on the defensive, like you've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. But when you take the time and you say, okay, let me explain this to you. Let me tell you what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. This is how it works. You will never, ever be a profi again. And we do have a form that they have to sign that says that we went over this and that, you know, they acknowledge that this is what's happening. And she goes, so basically I can never have a profi again. I said, well, you can come as, as many times as you want during the year and pay to have us polish up your teeth. That has nothing to do with this. When you have periodontal disease, we're going below the gum line. We are cleaning that shit out and flushing it out. We are not just polishing your teeth to look pretty. And that's what a profi is. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, okay, let's just start. Let's go. Yeah. And because she was very concerned about finances, which I understand. I mean, I'm not, I'm not fucking made of money and I like to know what I'm going to be expected to pay before Mm -hmm. I pay it. Right. And so, you know, I went through it all with, I'm like, you're going to need to pay this amount of money towards each quad and you do have your deductible. We'll bill everything to your insurance, but this is going to be your portion. And she was just like, all right here today. I said, as we go along, you can pay as we go on the day of your service. And she was like, okay, let's, let's go. Yeah. Most, what many people don't seem to understand is if you educate the patients and you just tell them in a matter of fact, point blank, this is, this is the way it is. Nothing emotional. just, this is, here's the facts. People, most people are understand. Well, don't be sorry for it either. You didn't yeah, do it. It's not your mouth. You didn't do anything. It's them and they're either neglect or just progression of age. Unless, of course, you're the piece of shit that's been given her a profi every six months. Then you should fucking feel bad. Yeah, go, go fuck yourself, asshole. Because you've been doing a Made really my job shitty harder. job and you probably shouldn't have a license. And this approval addiction, how about you have the approval addiction of being a fucking rock star do- doctor mm-hmm. instead of a piece of shit one? Quit tolerating bleeding gums. Well, that's just the way it is. No, fuck you. Do the therapy, get control of it. Yeah, hundred percent. It makes me crazy. All right. So the Everybody kind of a, along the same lines, um, uh, Reddit user Willowa. I'm not sure Willowa. Sure, we're gonna go with Willowa. <clears throat> Second opinions: How to gently tell the patient their previous dentist is nuts. So this is from a dentist writing in, not a, not a dental patient. So patient from a DSO office down the street comes in for a second opinion yesterday. Treatment plan for extraction and implant on a molar. A tooth with no pain or sensitivity, no decay, not even an old filling, no big dark blob on the x-ray, nothing. The patient gets a little excited that we said, do nothing, and the other dentist said, implant. Sigh. Well, (coughs) excuse me. This is where visuals come into play. Again, completely unemotional not throwing anyone under the bus. Mm -hmm. You came in for a second opinion. So this is what I see when I'm looking in your mouth. This is what's happening. This is what it looks like. Um, I would recommend that you do nothing at this point in time. I don't see any dark circles. I don't see any shadows. I don't see any cracks because we do, um, we do iTero scanning Mm -hmm. on all of our patients 
Um, we do f- photographs. We do x-rays. So we have a lot of data that we gather when we have these conversations with people. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to throw anybody under the bus because they've already put themselves there. Right. They already don't trust the other office. For some reason, they're not going back. They That's, come to you. And so when you say, when you sit down, you don't say anything about the other office. Because you don't know what the other office saw. Maybe your tools suck and you're underdiagnosing because you missed whatever the other office saw. Well, not necessarily that. Because from what it sounds like is they're maybe just looking for work. Because you were in that one office and you got that other doctor that was asking, you know, I feel like this doctor has to replace all this stuff. And I said, well, who is saying that it has to be replaced? The guy that's making a commission off of everything? Or is it you? You've gone in and you've noticed that these things are wrong. And she was like, and the conversation was ended. So, But I mean, there there are times, like if we were to do a CBCT on a tooth, many times the the, the x-ray, if they went to an office where they just have general x-rays, it might look absolutely fine. But on a CBCT, I might see a big shadow going, you know what, this actually, there's nothing we can do, but it's not going to show if you went to another office that only has a PA to look at. So they're going to say, there's nothing wrong with this tooth. Well, if it's asymptomatic, then you just say, look, I don't see anything wrong with it. I might change my mind next week. You might have to be symptomatic. It's so hard to say. The only thing you know is you see nothing wrong. You don't recommend anything, but that doesn't mean the other office saw something different or their advice was, was wrong. Right. They may have seen something that you missed. Yeah. So, I mean, cause we have a CBCT in our office. We're, we're pretty, we're thorough. We're pretty lucky that way. Um, but it never pays to shit talk another office. Yeah. The, the, the lesson that, that now people shit on it saying, Oh, it's a good old boys network. We're, we're trying to protect each other. That's not what it is. There's just, it's a Pandora's box that you're opening. Well, because you're, you don't know you you're weren't making there. assumptions based on what you have in your office. You're not making assumptions about what mm-hmm. they have in their office. Mm-hmm. And if this is somebody who just took a 46% pay cut from Cigna mm-hmm. and they're now trying to find work, that's what they're doing. Yeah. And they can't afford better equipment because they've just taken a 46% pay cut. And, and so, so we just don't know. The bottom line is don't shit talk the others. Just do your job. You worry about yourself and share with the patient what you see. And that's it. Call I it do good. have to say you are very good about, I'm not sure what the other doctors said. I don't know. I wasn't there. You know, you you don't shit talk other people when I'm just like, throw that motherfucker under the bridge. <laughs> There's so many times you're like, fuck that other office. Well, we don't know. I mean, yeah. So usually you don't go, I'm going to bring Holly in. You're like, <laughs> not going to happen. Yeah. Keep Holly out of the room. <laughs> Get all the sharp pointy objects away from, from everyone. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not my best industry. No, I mean, that's why we do wine. I mean, or I you do, do wine on the weekends. I do love to talk to other offices that, you know, like we went to that dinner last Saturday night and it was really interesting for me to sit around and, and chat with the other doctors at the table and their perspectives on implants and, you know, just their mass confusion that we are just kind of matter of fact. I should clarify. Um, so I had gone to a CE thing. It was implant based 
and they offered Neos was a sponsor and they um, were buying us dinner and uh, they had room. And so I said, can my wife come along? She normally hates dentists, but you know, we'll see. And so you came along, even though yeah. you hate dentists. Yeah. And you know, there were dentists from all over the place. There was one from Eastern Washington in Yakima. I think it was, was it Yakima? Jose? I think so. Or Spokane. I can't remember. I think it was Spokane. But he just purchased a practice and he's, he's trying to figure out how to get his staff on board with selling dentistry. And I'm like, well, they're either on board or they're not. It's, well, you can be trained if you want to be trained, but you have to value it. There's that, but they also need to go to the CE with you. Well, if you're Some new into doing implants and you're trying to figure out if this is something you want to do, I can see where you're going to go by yourself, feel it out, and then the next time maybe bring your staff. But sa- staff can sabotage and torpedo all your efforts if they're not on board. Right. And But part of it is, the more you know, oh, what's that little... Yeah, that's an NBC thing. Oh, I, thought, I, oh, a, I thought it was like Channel 9 or something, like Reading Rainbow or something. But um, I just really feel like t- training your staff to educate patients is the surest way to sell dentistry. Because no matter what people think, they hate the the thought. They think we're in healthcare, therefore it should be something that's that's not. You don't. Se- if money is being exchanged, we're selling stuff. So you need to learn sales techniques. If you're trying to do unethical sales, that's different. If you're trying to sell things people don't need, or, or there's no value to what you do, that's where it becomes a slippery slope. But you need to. What do you do with a person who absolutely has a shit ton of problems, and they they just don't value it? But maybe they would if you educated them. That you and sh- they may never value it to the extent of fixing everything. But I, I, that is the one thing that I feel like, like when we went to that dinner, I was like, all of these doctors really want to do these implants. And what I'm getting back from all of them is they have no idea how to get their staffs on board to help them sell it. Mm-hmm. And when I say sell it, I don't mean like a, you're buying a pair of shoes. What I'm saying when I say selling dentistry is educating the patient as to what is going on. What are their options? What are the costs? What are, you know, all of those are education points when you're discussing work with a, a patient. And if your staff, if your staff would not spend $30,000 on a car or they would not spend, you know, the money to go to a spa for a weekend or they would not, they're not going to be able to, if they don't value it, mm-hmm. even if they don't have the money for it, mm-hmm. if they had all the money in the world and would they buy that stuff, that is where you find yeah. out if they would value it. I mean, I think all doctors who are not working on insurance base, one of they should have a form that has all different types of things, all different types of numbers, and they give it to people in the interview. What do you value? Mm-hmm. And what would you spend money on if you had all the money in the world? And if everything's like, I'd buy a pack of gum. I would buy a pair of Payless shoes. I would, 
Okay, that might not be your person. Right. But right now with the staff shortage and everything, we might not be able to pick and choose. Might have to just but accept But you have to have somebody who values it or you'll never get to do it. Right. But, I mean, you may end up just doing profies and fillings. Right. Which there's nothing wrong with that, but... If but the doctor himself then needs to know how to sell some dentistry. Yeah. If you're trying to sell implants and all you're able to do is get fillings, might need to work on, on but, something. But you need to know what your staff values. Yeah. Yeah. Because if your staff, like we had that one girl that was working up front and she's like, I would never spend that amount of money on, on my teeth. Bye-bye. Yeah. She didn't last long. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, yeah, hey. Sally, go on in there and, and uh, try to collect $30,000 from this guy to do the all on four. Yeah, she ain't doing that. Well, and that was what the consensus was around this table. You know, I had that really nice dentist. Um, I don't actually remember his name, but I remember that his partner's name was Keith. That's all I remember. Okay. From Woodenville. And then you had the young couple mm-hmm. from Edmonds. Mm-hmm. You had the guy from Neos. What was his mm-hmm. name? Shane. Shane. Shout out to Shane. Thanks for dinner. Um, <laughs> and then you had Jose, who was in Eastern Washington. And all of those doctors were like, that's the problem I have with my front. Yeah. They don't value it. They would never spend the money on it. And when they go up to hand someone a treatment plan, they're handing it to them and being apologetic. Like, ah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Shoulder shrug, it's going to cost you $75. Yeah. Quite often, that just means that person is just in the wrong spot. They, yeah. That's just the wrong position. They might be a great employee. There they might be just, a better place for them in the yeah. same office. You don't need to fire them, but it might be that the role you've given them isn't the role that they, they're they're for or good for. It might need to, to rethink that. But right now is just a tough time. It's hard to be too critical because... I feel like it's the tide is turning, though. I'm watching all of these different sites that people are like, I'm available. I'm available. I'm available. I think the tide has turned where guess what motherfucker it's expensive to live and Mm -hmm. everybody now needs a fucking job. You can't sit at home on your thumb anymore. Yeah, exactly. And I'm seeing that there's a lot more people, you know, putting themselves out there. So I'm not going to ride on the, you know, what's happened during COVID because people were giving, given all the money to live. They didn't have to go back to work. Right. And that's not happening anymore. And, um, I just feel like people need to really assess their staff and find out if their staff is in the right positions. Like we have staff, we have one staff member that we can't have talked to anybody. Yeah. Because she, isn't articulate enough to have a conversation with people, but she's a, she's great at sterilizing. She shows up on time. She turns over rooms. She cleans everything. She's, she's dependable. I can count yeah. on her. It's and predictable. So, but, I just don't want her answering but, the phone, but we just know that that's not her strong suit and she can't do that. Yeah. And which and, is fine. But that's what I mean is sometimes you have to sit back and you have to assess your staff of, okay, I really like her. She's really dependable. She shows up for work. But when she shrugs her shoulders and hands them a super bill for $75 and she can barely get it out that they have to pay for it, that's a problem. Yeah. So we just don't have her do that because that's not what, uh, what she's, her strong point is. Yeah. And so, okay, there was a lot to unpack on this episode, people. (laughs) Yeah. So that was. (laughs) Sorry. We've been drinking wine since 1130 and now it's. Yeah. But that's um, with the time difference. 
Of nothing. Of nothing. <laughs> of nothing. Okay, so we're so still West Coast. We went to Castilla de Marosa, which is one of our favorite Napa wineries. Shout out to John, my John new best friend. B. John B. was our taster. From Oregon. Southern Oregon. Southern, like yeah, Medford he, area. He was very clear to separate He's like, it's not fucking Portland. He separated himself <laughs> from the Portland crazy time. And, um, but he was great. We love Castillo de Morosa. If you ever get a chance, you can't buy their wine anywhere except for at the castle. Um, Up but, in Calistoga. So just north of Napa. Yeah. So, it's worth the trip. You should go. Yeah. Excellent. So we, super. So yeah. Enjoy this unpacking of everywhere all the time and all kinds of shit happening. Yeah. But we're here in Napa and we have our equipment and it's kind of working. So you might get a bonus episode. Maybe. Does my voice sound better? It just sounds fucking better than mine, apparently. My piece of shit tinny thing. So, um, anyway, rate and review us. Apparently, Podbean doesn't have, in their app, there's no place to uh, rate and review. Well, why are you on that anyways? Well, um, I think what it was, this person, I had posted a link. I think uh, oh, Podbean auto-feeds. So, the link, when you click on it from Facebook, it's going to take you to Podbean. Oh, Okay. However, this person had never done podcasts before, and so they didn't know that there's a native app in your iPhone that just will do the podcast for you. So there you go. Um, well, rate and review us. Apparently on Apple or um, other places, but Apple. Because we do appreciate it. Well, the feedback's good because, uh, you know, even though you didn't like last week's uh, feedback, um, it's, still, it's still good. It gives you a chance to reflect. Last week, it was the week before. Okay. So they, it was mm-hmm. someone shitting on, not me. That was fun. Yeah, there we go. Because on the, on the plane down here, I got a two-star review from a bitch who... Anyway, we won't go down. Well, that was a whole situation. <laughs> she wa- she is older than she would like to believe she is. And yeah. she couldn't have enough Botox to hold her face up if her life depended on it. Yep. And so I get the two stars because she needs more than the average bear. But anyway, rate and review us. Um if, Follow me on Globetrotter Grub. Uh, on, uh, no, on Instagram. On Instagram. Your handle is Globetrotter Grub. Okay, yeah. Winterferences on Instagram. Winterferences on Facebook. Uh, I feel like that's such a weird name. Well, we we were it was a Twitter thing, which led to everything else. Because the only because I couldn't put working interferences because it was too long. Whatever. Okay. And, and any other contraction was just going to be too confusing so we're just like okay fine w interferences okay winterferences so twitter instagram all that stuff holly's kind of taken over the social stuff i don't i really haven't i haven't done shit (laughs) but you've done way more than i did so therefore uh you can find us there give us uh, some questions feedback um whatever you want to share that it might not be what you want to hear so holly might shit on you because i'm sorry like amber heard ew (laughs) that's disgusting she's a trash garbage person i should edit that and um we're thinking of doing some sweatshirts we're gonna think we're gonna think about some swag so we're headbands might get some uh, little monthly prizes for people tongue piercings what (laughs) swag no more no more wine for you tongue piercings this is a dental podcast get it together sir i know it's it's making Get so it together. future earnings when they break their teeth. So you're going to give tongue piercings to dentists? Whoever wants their tongue pierced. No one does. That's just gross. It looks so tacky. Um, all right. Fine. Rate and review us. We have a Patreon now. 
So go spend your money on something <laughs> worthwhile. Not that crazy bitch that is a dentist that doesn't even practice. And there's actually several of those. I saw an article and there's a picture of a whole bunch of women. And I'm like looking at them. four of them don't even practice. I Fuck you. I don't understand that. Why you would ever take any dental information from somebody who has no fucking idea what it's like when they're saying the source of joy is your dental practice, but they don't have a dental practice. A de- that's why it's the source yeah, of joy. Fuck you asshole. So. What, are, what are they called when you're in the military and you're in the trenches? If they're not in the trenches, they don't have an opinion mm-hmm. and we have an opinion because we're, we're in the, in the trenches. trenches. So <laughs> give us your money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to um, finish with a song. So what song should we, um, Oh, you want to, okay. I love the song. Picture this. Everybody close your eyes unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes. Um, you're in a big, huge rugby stadium in Hull, England. And everybody is swaying arm to arm. And everybody is singing the song at the top of their lungs. And it is the most amazing experience ever. This happened to us in four years ago. Five years ago? Something like that. I can't remember. COVID but It was like June 3rd of four years ago. Yeah. And all I can think anytime I hear this song is all these people in the big, huge rugby stadium singing and everybody loves arm each arm. other and everybody's having the best time. It's and like singing all Lang Syne in a pub. And everybody's a little bit shit-faced. Or a lot. Or a lot shit-faced. We met some really fun people, though, that we're still friends with. So Yeah. Um, Good times. And shout out to, what was the girl that we ran into? She was Lisa. Lisa or Elisa? Lisa. 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 Do you have a last name? I'm drawing a blank right at the okay, moment. You're still going to be like, <laughs> shut the fuck up, Holly. Um, but yeah, enjoy this tune. It's the Beautiful South, which is also um, Lance and I's favorite band of all time. It's our first concert we ever went to. And that's it. All right. So for Holly Timmerman, this is Lance Timmerman. Peace. Love you. Once had a friend who I loved from my heart But I went on and left her for I'd made a start Now I'm on in the blues like the rest of the charts Take me back So I cry with a limp Just get by on a limp Till these blue eyes of mine, they are closed So here's to an old-fashioned peck on the cheek and farewell my sweet northern rose Give me one last love song To bring you back, bring you back Give me one last video Just dressed in black, dressed in black Give him a chorus and that bit at the end Where he wails on and on by the loss of a friend let him scream loudly, will this love command? Let it die, let it die. Those bloody great ballads we hated at first. Well, I bought them all, now I'm writing worse. Save us from baldness and saving the earth, take me back. 
Oh. 